With Father's Day right around the corner, what do you give to the man who has everything? Easy. You give him an experience he'll never forget. You give him Omaha Steaks because a world-class dad deserves a world-class steak. The Father's Day experts at Omaha Steaks have made it easy to put a smile on the big guy's face this summer with hand-selected gift packages starting at just $89. Just go to omahasteaks.com and use the promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout for an additional discount when you shop gourmet gift packages for Father's Day. With Omaha Steaks, the possibilities are endless. Endless flavor, endless variety, and endless value. Truly, they have perfected more than just steak. Your dad is guaranteed to love every bite. Go to omahasteaks.com, use the promo code BLUEWIRE to get an exclusive savings. Shop for unforgettable gifts that are guaranteed to make dad's day. Because if there's one thing that Omaha Steaks knows, it's the dads want steak. That's omahasteaks.com, promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to save on exclusive packages starting at just $89. Welcome to the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com, your daily morning podcast, updating you on everything you need to know to win your fantasy baseball league. Let's talk about baseball. Good morning, everyone. Happy Friday. Look, we made it through the work week. I'm your host, Daniel Port, and there's so much baseball we have to talk about. There weren't a ton of games, but a lot happened. So let's not waste a single solitary second. Let's get you all set up for the weekend and dive right into all the baseball action. Starting with all the injury news and notes, the Baltimore Orioles announced that Rugnet Odor is day-to-day with an undisclosed injury. The Chicago Cubs gave an update on Seiya Suzuki's finger injury. He has resumed hitting in the batting cages since reporting the Cubs Spring Training Complex in Arizona as part of his rehab program, but we don't have any further news on what his timetable might look like from here. The White Sox have labeled Josh Harrison as day-to-day with an undisclosed injury as well. Luis Robert was not starting Thursday's game against the Orioles. He's listed day-to-day with a leg injury. The Cincinnati Reds announced that Nick Lodolo threw four scoreless innings while allowing two hits, walking none, and striking out five in a rehab start with AAA Louisville on Thursday. Michael Pineda made a rehab start, striking out two over 3.1 innings pitched for Triple A Toledo as well, allowing an earned run on four hits with one walk. The Houston Astros mentioned that, that Jeremy Pineda participated in all pregame activities prior to Thursday's matchup against the Yankees. The Royals announced that Zach Greinke will return from the 15-day injured list on Friday, that's today, to start the first game of this weekend series versus the Athletics. So I wouldn't start him in that start because obviously you always have caution with pitchers coming back from injury, but it's good to see him uh, make his comeback here. Uh, Sal Perez was out of the lineup on Wednesday and Thursday. Thursday. We're waiting the results of an MRI he underwent earlier that day on Wednesday. Keep an eye on the news for that one. The Milwaukee Brewers announced that Brandon Woodruff threw 74 pitches and allowed one run across five innings in a rehab start with high Wisconsin on Thursday. Colton Wong was spotted Thursday taking part in agility drills in the outfield. Considering it was a calf injury, that's a really nice first step there as well. Aaron Ashby with a forearm injury said that he's feeling great and he scheduled him to throw a bullpen session tomorrow. And then I have a feeling we'll have a better idea of his timetable once he gets through that bullpen session. Minnesota Twins manager Rocco Baldelli said that he's hopeful Byron Buxton will be ready to rejoin the lineup for Friday's series opener with the Rockies. Uh, if not, hopefully for Saturday's game. The Oakland Athletics announced that Stephen Piscotti started both Tuesday and Wednesday's games against Albuquerque for AAA Las Vegas and went 2 for 8 with a walk. The Pittsburgh Pirates announced that Cabrian Hayes is day-to-day with a shoulder injury. He's, they say he's only sore after collision at home plate to close Thursday's game against the Cubs. Definitely keep an eye on that. You never know if he might end up getting pulled from the lineup last minute or if they want to be cautious with Hayes. The San Diego Padres informed us that Manny Machado is still day-to-day with that ankle injury. He did leg exercises and played catch on the field prior to Thursday's game against the Phillies, but still does not feel quite good enough to go. And Luke Voigt is also being listed as day-to-day with an undisclosed injury. 
The San Francisco Giants have announced that Luis Gonzalez is going to the 10-day DL with a lower back strain retroactive to June 22nd. Brandon Crawford uh, is day-to-day with a knee. The Seattle Mariners mentioned that Ty France underwent an x-ray following Thursday's game against the Athletics for an arm injury. They came back negative, so he's currently listed as day-to-day. Just keep an eye out on his status today. So that's the news and notes. Let's dive straight into the hitters that caught my eye. Franmil Reyes went one for four with a double in, in yesterday's game against the Twins. A lot of people have given up on Franmil Reyes, and that is a mistake. There's a ton of power in his bat. In the two games that he's played since coming off the injury list, he has a home run and a double. So he's already starting to hit the ball pretty hard for power. He's only 56% rostered in Yahoo leagues, 68% rostered in CBS leagues, and 56.8% rostered in ESPN leagues. So he's out there in a lot of leagues. If you see Franmil Reyes sitting out there, go get him especially in Yahoo, where he also qualifies in the outfield. He did play in left field today, so even in CBS, he should be probably getting outfield eligibility. In Colorado, Connor Joe went two for four with a walk. He has 11 hits in his last six games, so this could be a sign he's getting going again. You obviously want a piece of the leadoff hitter in Colorado. Joe, he's just 39% rostered in Yahoo, 70% rostered in CBS leagues, and 62.5% rostered in ESPN leagues. Brendan Rodgers went four for five with two doubles and a triple. He struggled pretty heavily in June after a red-hot May, but he has a four-game hitting streak going. He's got seven hits over that hitting streak two of which are triples and three are doubles. I wouldn't sprint out to try and get him as they're about to face Minnesota and the Dodgers, but definitely worth keeping an eye on in case he gets going again. Ryan McMahon went two for five with an RBI. He's another guy who got off to a slow start in, in June, but he's been red hot the last two weeks, hitting 293 with a 400 OBP and an 888 OPS with two home runs, two doubles, and nine RBIs. He's a streaky hitting by nature, so he could be very valuable to pick up to ride out the hot streak. He's 65% rostered in Yahoo, 89% rostered in CBS, and 59.8% rostered in ESPN. So for the Marlins, John Birdie just continues to chug along with two hits, including a double, two stolen bases, and a run scored. He's now stolen 17 bases in the month of June and shows no signs of slowing up. I don't know if he'll continue to hit 286 on the season, but I think he'll get on base enough that as long as he's healthy, he's going to keep stealing bases, and that means you should have him in your lineup. In Yahoo, he is 67% rostered. In CBS, he's 55% rostered. In ESPN, he's only 24.8% rostered. So if he is out there, go pick up John Birdie. For the Giants, Austin Slater went two for four with a run and two RBIs. Now that Luis Gonzalez has gone to the injured list, Slater could see more playing time. I'm not necessarily rushing out to pick up Austin Slater, but if he gets the playing time, I'm definitely going to keep an eye on him. For the Braves, Lando Arcee has absolutely been on fire since getting a full-time job after the Ozzie Albies injury. I understand if you're intrigued by Arcea, tripling his barrel rate from last year and adding four miles per hour to his exit velocity, but keep in mind, we're talking an incredibly small sample. I'd keep an eye on those numbers to see if they stay consistent before I pick them up, but I also see no shame in uh, trying to ride the hot hand for as long as it lasts. He's only rostered in 21% of Yahoo leagues, 21% of CBS leagues, and 6% of ESPN leagues. I'm just going to have to bring him up every single time I do this podcast, but Michael Harris II went 1-4-4 with a run and an RBI. Just don't make me repeat myself. He has been incredible. He's at 330 on the season. If he is out there, go pick him up. And it turns out he is out there in a lot of leagues. In Yahoo, he's only rostered in 65% of leagues. In CBS, he's only rostered in 73% of leagues. And in ESPN, he is only rostered in 42.3% of leagues. For the Cubs, Christopher Morrell had two hits in five at-bats with a run scored. He's really cooled off in June, but he still has five doubles, a triple, and three home runs in the month to go with two stolen bases. So he's still getting the power, just the average hasn't quite been there for him. The big concerns are a near 10% increase in strikeout percent. He's also seen a 16% increase in his ground ball percent. So while the power is still there, there are some causes for concern that I definitely think we should keep an eye on. For the Reds, Tommy Pham. Again, don't make me repeat myself, but he went two for five with two runs scored, three RBIs, and a home run. He has been absolutely spectacular in the month of June. Fam has hit 316, 
with a 387 OBP and a 944 OPS, five home runs, four doubles, 16 RBIs, and 19 runs with two stolen bases in that time frame. On the season, he's a 92.6 exit velocity with a 9.6 barrel rate and an 11 launch angle, all of which are near or at his career high. So he's only rostered at 56% of Yahoo leagues, 63% of CBS leagues, and 53.8% of ESPN leagues. Go pick up Tommy Pham. Moving on to the Cardinals, Nolan Gorman went two for four with a run. He has been red hot over the past week. He's hitting 318 with a 348 OBP and a 1.075 OPS with three home runs, five RBIs, and five runs out of the number two spot in the past week. His BABIP sits at 313 over that time period, so he's not exactly getting lucky with that either. He does have a 26.3 barrel rate over that time period with a 91.3 exit velocity, uh, 20.6 degree launch angle. And what I would say is that if you have a spare spot on your roster, definitely pick up Nolan Gorman just to see if maybe this might be the beginning of, of the true breakout for the rookie. In Yahoo, he's rostered 59% of leagues. In CBS, 77% of leagues. and ESPN, just 24.5% of leagues. For the Brewers, Andrew McCutcheon went 1 for 4 with 2 RBIs. Kutch has been great in June, hitting 308 with a 408 OBP and an 854 OPS with 2 home runs. 10 RBIs and 10 runs in 18 games. For his career, he's been a hitter that does his best work in June, July, and August. He's the cleanup hitter for the Brewers. In Yahoo, he's just 13% rostered. In CBS, he's 29% rostered. And in ESPN, he's just 29.3% rostered as well. Tyrone Taylor went one for four with a run and three RBIs with a home run. He still isn't hitting great overall, but this is his second home run in the last four days, and he has hits in six of his last eight games. Keep an eye on him in case he's figuring something out. For the Yankees, Aaron Hicks went one for three with a home run, three RBIs, and a walk. Another day in June, another day of Aaron Hicks mashing. He's been a one. 130 WRC plus hitter in June, and his ISO has gone up uh, 0.08 points, which is a huge jump. I wouldn't expect major power in any way because it's still only about a one ISO, but he's hitting around sixth or seventh in the Yankees lineup, and that's good for anyone really. Pick him up if you need some runs or RBIs, especially in OBP leagues where he really excels. In Yahoo, he's barely rostered, just 2%. In CBS, 10%. In ESPN, 3.9%. For the Orioles, Adley Rushman went two for four with a home run and a double, three RBIs, and a run scored. Rushman might finally be getting it going as he has hit 326 with a 370 OBP and a 1.021 OPS with eight doubles, two home runs, seven RBIs, and seven runs over the last two weeks. So he is getting going. In that two-week period, he's also put up an 11.8 barrel percent with a 92.8 exit velocity and a 13.6 launch angle with a 47.1 hard hit rate. So pick him up if he's out there, especially if you need to make a move at catcher uh, if Rashman does really get going. In Yahoo, he's 64% rostered. In CBS, he's 89% rostered, so he's not going to be too widely available there. But in ESPN, he's rostered in just 42.5% of league. So that's the hitters for uh, that, that really stood out to me during Thursday's action. And I want to jump right into the pitching here. So starting with the Rockies, Kyle Freeland threw seven innings with two earned runs and five strikeouts. This is Freeland's third quality start out of his last four. He's never going to get you a ton of strikeouts. That's not really his thing. But if you need a streamer in a good matchup, he's been pretty good aside from the occasional blowup. I'm not quite picking him up yet as uh, he gets the Dodgers next, but I'm keeping an eye on him after that one. Braxton Garrett pitched for the Marlins and went 4.2 innings pitched with one earned run and seven strikeouts. Garrett's biggest weakness is that he doesn't go deep in the ball games because he's not the most efficient pitcher in the world in those 4.2 innings. He threw 94 pitches, but he can be really useful as a streamer when you need strikeouts for the week. It's obviously a risky play because of his wildness. He could get blown up at any given moment, but he's had at least five strikeouts in three of his four starts now. He gets St. Louis next, so I'm not picking him up there, but in any given week that I look at and I say I really need some strikeouts. Braxton Garrett could really help you out there. For the Marlins as well, Tanner Scott picked up his seventh save of the season here with three strikeouts in the inning. This is, at this point, I think Tanner Scott's job to lose. He's been really solid in June with five saves and a 3.12 ERA with 15 strikeouts and 8.2 innings pitched. He is out there. He's only 34% rostered in Yahoo leagues, 39% rostered in CBS leagues, and 6.5% rostered in ESPN leagues. Alex Wood got absolutely crushed. Yeah, 
by the, by the Braves. He only went one inning pitched with six earned runs, just two strikeouts. Uh, he threw 42 pitches. That's 10 earned runs in his last two starts. I, I think I'm out on Wood for now until I see him right the ship for a couple starts in a row. For the Braves, Kyle Wright went 5.1 innings pitched, giving up four earned runs with four strikeouts. In his last four starts, he's now given up a total of 14 runs. The strikeouts are nice as he struck out at least four in his last five starts, with three of them being over seven strikeouts. Just no it probably is not going to be pretty for your ratios. Just streaming for now, in my opinion. For the Cubs, Justin Steele went 5.2 innings pitched with five earned runs given up at eight strikeouts. Steele had been on a, a nice stretch over his last four starts. Before this one, giving up no more than three runs in any of those starts. It's a shame that this happened against the Pirates as it would be easier to ignore against a, a better offense. But with that being said, I trust that he's been good more often than he's been bad so far this season. He gets Cincinnati next, and so I could understand wanting to stream him there. For the Pirates, Jose Quintana pitched well, going six innings with two earned runs and six strikeouts. Obviously, I don't trust Quintana at all, even if this is a quality start. It's against the Cubs, who are not a great offense, and he's been rough in his last four starts before this one. He gets the Nationals next, who are not a great offense, so I get it if you want to stream him there. Just be really careful. Zach Plesak pitched well for the Guardians against the Twins. He went six innings with six strikeouts and one earned run. Really has been on a nice roll lately, actually. This is his fourth straight quality start and the fifth in his last six starts, so he's been pitching well for quite a while, actually, now. He'll be susceptible to the occasional blow-up, and he gets these same twins the next time he pitches, so I'm probably not starting him there in case they've gotten too familiar with him. But after that, he's going to get a steady diet for about a month of the Royals and the Tigers, so I'll definitely be looking to start him then, as he has been pretty good for a little bit now. For the twins, uh, Devin Smelter pitched beautifully, went six innings, gave up no runs against the Guardians with three strikeouts. It's good to see Smelter rebound uh, in the start because he got clobbered in his last start against Arizona, but he's been really good for almost the entire season. I definitely would trust him. He gets Cleveland again next week, and, and much like Plesak, obviously there's a risk that, that familiar allows the Guardians to to succeed against him, but he has uh, pitched twice against the Guardians this year and dominated them both times, so I would be starting him again. He's only 14% rostered in Yahoo Leagues, 23% uh, rostered in CBS Leagues, and 12% uh, rostered in ESPN Leagues if you want to pick him up for that start. For the Cardinals, Dakota Hudson went 4.1 innings pitch with five earned runs, three strikeouts. He gave up two home runs in this one. He's given up 13 runs in his last three starts. I'm out here until you see him get right for multiple starts in a row. I'd be very reluctant to start Dakota Hudson here. Jason Alexander went 5.2 innings pitched, gave up four earned runs with, with five strikeouts. Alexander's been really good outside of the start for, for pretty much all of his starts. I'm not out on him yet. I'd be looking at him for streaming options in the future. His next start's against Tampa, so I'm out there, but I definitely would be trusting Jason Alexander in the future for streaming. Dean Kramer was great for the Orioles when 5.2 innings pitched without giving up any runs, had four strikeouts. He, his first start of the season was real rough for, for Kramer. I believe he gave up about five runs or so, but he's been great since then, giving up just one run and three starts over 16.2 innings pitched. He can be a bit of a whip risk, but he gets the Mariners next. And I wouldn't blame you at all for streaming him there. Johnny Cueto went 5.1 innings pitched, giving up three earned runs and striking out seven. That's another solid start for the timeless Cueto. He's been a great source of strikeouts, getting at least four strikeouts in all but one of his eight starts. He gets the Angels next, and while it certainly carries some risks towards your ratios, I can see starting him in there if you need the strikeouts because the Halos have the worst strikeout rate in the league. Ranger Suarez went 7.1 innings pitched, gave up two earned runs, and struck out three. Suarez is hindered at all times by his inefficiency, always be limited by his pitch inefficiency. With that being said, though, he hasn't given up more than three earned runs in a start since May 25th. He's out in streaming status for me based on the idea that I can't really depend on how deep he'll go into games in any given start. And his next start is in Atlanta, and that's a no for me. But keep an eye on Ranger Suarez to see if he starts putting it together again like you showed last year. So that's the pitching performances that caught my eye from yesterday's games. But now we're going to take a break before we jump into what I'm looking for. Hey, Alex Fast here, and thanks for listening to this podcast on the Pitcher List Podcast Network. If you're a fan, consider supporting all of us by getting a PL Plus subscription, where you're going to get an ad-free website and get access to our Discord, where you can talk to all of our podcast hosts and staff. Plus, you can hang out with our incredible Pitcher List community. It's basically a baseball sanctuary 
sanctuary year-round for as low as $8 a month. You can sign up at pitcherlist.com backslash plus, and you're going to get your first month free with promo code podcast. Also, don't forget to check out everything else we do as well from YouTube videos, live streams, newsletters, off-season articles, TikToks, breakdowns, over 15 baseball podcasts on our network. We can't stop talking about baseball even during the off-season. So sign up for PL Plus today at pitcherlist.com backslash plus and use promo code podcast to get your first month free. All right. Thanks for listening. Let's get back to the show to on Friday. Let's also check in with Mark Paquette for the weather. Thank you very much. Well, yesterday we had a really quiet, small Major League Baseball schedule. Quiet in terms of the weather. Um, Obviously, big four-game series between the Yankees and the Astros kicked off. But looking forward to today, the only weather game is going to be some thunderstorms or thundershowers, I could say, around Atlanta. As That's another big series as the Dodgers come and visit. Two possible playoff teams there, two possible playoff teams in New York. No weather issues in New York, but the only one to worry about is the Dodgers at the Braves. Have a good one. Thanks. Bye. Thank you so much, Mark. Now with that out of the way, let's talk about today. Happy Friday, indeed. Let's start the weekend off. So there's a bunch of stuff I'm looking forward to in today's games. The first of which is when the Mets face the Marlins, I'm looking forward to watching Taewon Walker go head-to-head with Sandy Alcantara. Alcantara is looking like the best pitcher in baseball right now, and Taewon Walker has been pitching out of his mind. This could be a really fun pitching matchup. I'm very excited for this one. Justin Verlander is also going up with Luis Severino, and that is uh, a really fun uh, matchup to watch those two go head-to-head and also watch those two powerhouse teams go head-to-head in the Astros and the Yankees. The Dodgers are facing the Braves. Those are two of the best teams in baseball. Whenever they go head-to-head, that's a must-see TV. Aaron Nola is going up against Mackenzie Gore, and that could be a really fun, fun, fun matchup as the Phillies take on the Padres. So those are the matchups for today that I'm checking out. But there's a full slate of games, a ton of baseball. You can really just have your your pick of the litter if you're looking for good baseball. It's going to be on today. In terms of streamers I'm looking to use, for hitters, any of the Cardinals, I talked about Nolan Gorman or if Brendan Donovan is still available in, in your league, they're going up against Kyle Hendricks today. If Kyle Hendricks is not on his game, really represent a great opportunity for those hitters. So I'd be looking to pick up them. Any of the athletics against Zach Renke, who's making his first start back off the, the injured list, which we know pitchers tend to struggle in. So maybe like a Romo Lariano or a, a hitter like that. And also with Mitch Keller being a right-hander, I might look at picking up G-Man Choi, for instance, or one of the other Rays hitters that are out there to see if I can't take advantage of that matchup as well. In terms of then moving on to streaming pitchers. I have not had a great track record on that uh, here on this podcast, so I apologize. But with the Athletics going up against the Royals, the one name I'll be looking at is Cole Irving. He's just a nice, consistent, solid pitcher who I think could get you a nice, good streaming start against the poor Royals offense. So that is who I will be streaming today. With that, that's the podcast. That is all of the news and action from yesterday's games. I'm looking forward to today. Just enjoy baseball, enjoy the weekend, and just have a great, wonderful rest of your day. Thanks so much. This has been the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, rate us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at PitcherList, and help support what we do by joining our Discord with PitcherList Plus at PitcherList.com slash plus.